Good afternoon, everybody. Hope everyone's safe. And if you're out, hope you're wearing your mask and social distancing, you know, respecting everybody else's uh, bubble. Uh, this is Lance Robertson, uh, and this is Culture Surfing. I am here with a special guest today, um, first time guest, and, you know, we'll see if he wants to come on again. But uh, this is actually a friend of mine. Uh, this is a rapper out of uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, he actually had a project come out not too long ago, an EP, if you will. Um, his name is uh, Coach Tev. How you doing today, Tev? I'm good, man. What's what's happening, bro? We out here. Yeah, man. We are here. We uh, I'll let y'all in on a little secret. We we uh, kind of already did this before, <laughs> and some technical stuff happened. But hey, it's that's that's computers for you, and uh, we learn from yeah, it. Man, God willing, you know, yeah. it's meant. So yeah, and we were able to get back and and do this thing again so um i'm very happy looking forward to this uh i guess you can call it an interview if you want um so uh tev just right right off the rip this is what i'm gonna ask every guest uh in terms of like on my hip-hop episodes who are your top five rappers what's your list okay top five rappers let's go i'm gonna put um in no order i'm gonna put well this is the only one that's in order ghostface is my number one so put him. We'll put him at the starting uh, starting guard. Uh, then we got um, we got Wayne over there on wing. Then we might have. Uh, I think I'm gonna put I'm gonna put currency over there, the other wing. Then I got. Uh, let's see. Um. Wait, which is the question? My my top my top five, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I'm also put. I think I'm gonna put Drake in there. So that's four. Hmm. That fifth one's that's the hard one. Um, I had it last time. I think I said Kendrick. Yeah, you did. I think I might do Kendrick. You did. Yeah, just because of how he's. Uh, yeah, I did because I started talking about how he's. Um, how he's like flawless in his um, message delivery and how it doesn't seem preachy at all. He still he's able to show his skills without coming off his lyrical miracle type of guy like he's a he's a very good balance of uh making great music and having a great message so yeah that's my starting five and uh folks if you notice tev's top five like all those rappers have a distinct cadence that are that's like a signature to them for the most part you know especially ghost ghost faces when you hear his when you hear him rapping you're like yeah that's ghost and like no one else i mean there's you can maybe mention a few that kind of sound like him, but he's like one in one. And then mm-hmm. obviously currency, I, I think he is, he's pretty much his flow is his own and it's very slick. And, you know, he, he never uh, gets too high, never gets too low. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of uh coach Tev. Bro. You know what? I just noticed that of those at a three of those are all, um, they're all under their cash money, young money. Yeah. Tree. You got, you got currency, Drake, Wayne. Mm-hmm. So that's just crazy because I think, honestly, if I really were to dig deep on why I picked them, I think Wayne is the uh, the, the the main factor in there because Wayne was my first favorite rapper ever as he was for most people my age. And he, you know, he, he, he didn't birth Drake, but he definitely put Drake into that, you know, he gave him that, that spotlight. And then, you know, anybody that knows currency's history, currency comes from uh, 504 boys at first with Master P and them, and then he joined Young Money, 
and then he left Young Money and did his own independent right. grind. So yeah, yeah. Shout out Wayne, man. Yeah, Wayne is. I mean, circa 06, 07 for me is when Wayne was. He was also my my favorite rapper for maybe like a year. I mean, but but in that stretch, he was putting out heavy mixtapes, and and I mean, D two is one of my, and not just mine, but I think it's one of the best mixtapes of all time. You know. No facts. Yeah. So, Coach Tev, you know, obviously I know you, but for the listeners out there, what exactly, like, where did you get Coach Tev from, and 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 why do you think it fits you so well? Man, so I got Coach Tev from well, so it took me years to even. You know, things happen for a reason, I guess. They come they come on, you know, divine time. And so I couldn't find a, a name for the longest. Because I really started rapping um, after I graduated high school. That's when I kind of started, like, actually writing stuff. And, you know, because I would do a little things back in sixth grade, you know, with, the, with my cousin. But, you know, it was just for summer, you know, summer funds. Never really had rap dreams like that. But um, after I graduated high school, then I was hanging around a homie of mine whose name is Tevin. You know Tevin. Um, and he was singing and, and rapping at the time. So we went to college together and then, you know, started rapping. And then I was just trying to fish for names. I was going by my middle name. No, I was going by TZ at first. That's what people call me. Then I switched to Lamar. Then I switched to Tevin Lamar. But then Kendrick Lamar got popping. So then I switched to Tevin Jinx because my last name is Jenkins. So all of these were just kind of like using my name. I didn't really have any like something that was like really fit like a persona of, of mine or, or anything like that. Until um, I went to, I was working at this after school program, and this is uh, when I was in college still. So instead of calling them you, Mister, since I didn't have no teacher certificate and none of us did the after school program, they call us Coach. So Coach Mia, Coach Brian, Coach Tev, Coach Tevin, you know, some of the younger ones couldn't say Tevin. So they'd just be like Coach Tev or Coach T, right? But even then, it didn't really click. Um, I don't know when it clicked, honestly. I was taking a shower and it just one day, but I think it all kind of like came together. Cause not only did that part click, but then I got to think about history. My pops is a coach. He's known around Irving as being like, you know, one of the top coaches in the like city league out in Irving to the point we named our dog coach. Um, and then like, just like how I dress, like I'm very like athleisure type of guy. You know what I mean? So yeah, one day I was just taking a shower and I was like, bro, Coach Tev, that's like who else has a coach in their name that's a rapper, and it's just it's easy to to say, it's easy to look up, and then like it's just easy to run with as far as merch ideas and things. Just you know, but then at the same time, I don't I don't want to be a gimmick rapper, so I don't want to be like the type of guy that's like everything you do is like coach basketball related, you know. So like I make sure to kind of like this, you know, it's it's part of it, but it's not like it doesn't define me, you know. Yeah, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, so, you know, we're both huge basketball fans. Obviously, at the podcast I have has mainly NBA, but I mean, we went to school together. We've hooped together. And it's yeah. just we know hip hop and basketball for for decades. They're, they're kind of interchangeable, you know, rappers want to be ball players and ball players want to be rappers. That. So that, no, that's a that's a yeah, true fact. <laughs> it comes hand in hand. And, and I think it's just great with marketing because, I mean, don't want to box people in, but for the most part, a lot of people that listen to rap, even if they're not like big basketball heads, they know who certain players are and they, they, they have an idea of, of how the game is. But with that said, uh, your latest uh, project, the EP I mentioned earlier, uh, the triangle offense one, 
I mean, it goes perfect with your your moniker, you know, and uh, we know it has kind of like the, the Lakers jerseys and all that and, you know, the championship right. trophy. So speaking of that, I was listening to it and, you know, I listened to your last project as well. And I noticed that on the EP, there's like uh, titles are the same and it sounds like the lyrics are the same, but the instrumentals aren't. And then on the it says like in parentheses, it says washed. And I'm just curious, what exactly, uh, what does that mean? And, and what was the process of it all? Right. So so this, the EP you're talking about is uh, Cody, A Triangle Offense. And that's, uh, um, it's kind of like a remix EP. Because the main one uh, that came out, came out last year is just called Cody, which stands for Coach of the Year. And that was, and that was its own project. Um, and how the Triangle Offense came because uh, the guy that I go to to mix and master a lot of my songs, his name is Donnie Domino. So any of my uh, Domino's players out there can kind of see the the washed Domino. That's you know that that was his touch on these already these songs. You know, so he would what he did pretty much took a few of his favorite songs. I think it was three of them because the, the the original Cody is seven tracks long. So he took three of them and made new beats to it. So mini cap, Robin and um, small pond make, he made new cause he's also a producer. He's an artist too, but um, he likes to produce. So he kind of, he had all my vocals. So he just took it upon himself to just make new beats to him just to like, give it a new life, you know? So then he kind of came up with the idea like, yeah, let's call it a triangle offense. It's three of them, you know, it's obvious this easy fit right there. You know, let me go grab some uh, Phil Jackson picks and throw it together another a new cover for it, and it's just no, another way to kind of create longevity and uh, you know re push out the last project in, in a way. So, and then we also added uh, just because I didn't want to give people um, the same tracks, you know, because like you said, it's the same lyrics for the for the new one, just new beats. Um, so I gave them a, a and one, you know, a bonus track, right? And I called it and one, and that's a whole completely you know new track. Um, that was produced also by by Donnie, but yeah, so yeah, he called it Wash because you know he's Donnie Domino, so you know he he washed it, he remixed it. Yeah, that you know, that was well played, well played on both of y'all. You know, for him doing the washed since you know Domino, and then for you to put the and one, you know, for the extra. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. pretty good. So obviously, we have you know we know your coach Tev, we know the basketball background and everything, but in terms of like the actual sound for the people that haven't heard your music just yet. Uh, how would you go about describing your your sound? Man, so this, this is honestly probably the hardest question I get because I feel like um, I feel like my sound. I don't want to sound cliche, but like, yeah, don't box, you can't box, da 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 da. But I really do feel like it 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 changes each. Um, like I like to put myself in errors. Like I feel like. Cody was an error for me. The project I had before was I fell in love with my mistress. That was another error for me because it's just, you know, different things I'm doing in life and different things that are influencing me. So it's hard to really, but if I were to try to give people out there some type of uh, idea, I mean, uh, I like to make music for, I like to make what I call earphone music. So you really got to pay attention to what I'm saying. It's not lyrical miracles. It's it's witty. It's very chunky, uh, tongue in cheek. But at the same time, like I, I love, like you said, there's my favorite artists have distinct cadences. My favorite thing about rapping is flow. Like if you can find a good pocket, 
you got me. You got me hooked. If you can, if you can find a good pocket. So I like to find good pockets on things in a smooth, you know, nonchalant manner, but also try to still feed you gems here and there with the slick talk. You know what I mean? So all that encompassed. Um, as far as sound, I don't really, it's not really, because I'm not just like a, a currency, like only laid back type of beats. I'll do that. I'll also get up and get on some, I got a joint called Adios Mio, where it's a little bit like, you know, it's more Martian music. Um, but as far as like, I think what you can, uh, stylistically, you can really pinpoint me by my lyrical content. That doesn't really change too much. It's it's more so just my delivery and the, and the production, but how I attack it, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this, the, the, the slick talk with the gems in it. You know, those are my, that's my go-to. Yeah. I mean, obviously I've heard your music and, and you saying, you're not super, you know, lyrical miracle, which is very true. You're very smooth, but at the same time, you know, you don't, you don't stay on the same flow. You kind of have a couple of uh, pockets, uh, if you will, that you can go into. And, uh, you know, I, you know, once this podcast is over, I urge y'all to uh, to hop over to Apple Pod or or not Apple Pod, but just Apple Music or Spotify and go listen to uh, that or title. Yeah, there we go. See, I I need to get on that because I hear the audio is a lot more smooth. I just hear that the mm-hmm. the library is not as vast as um, others. Yeah, it's 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 not yet, but but it's more yeah, so the for audio artists. Is better. Yeah, and yeah. it and it pays it pays artists a little yeah. bit better. And plus, Jay Z is Jay Z. So it's kind of yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to argue with that. So um, I know you mentioned uh, the gentleman uh, Domino, uh, but do you have a go to producer like someone that you uh, that picks your brain or you pick theirs and you kind of just sit and vibe with them and just. Um, so for the project before Cody, the I fell in love with my mistress that came out in, uh, November, 2018, that was all with, uh, my cousin Cambino. So we were living together for like three years. And so, you know, if he making beats and I'm rapping, obviously we're going to have a lot of stuff in the, you know, in the tuck that we work on. So then we put together a project there. Um, but other than that, and then I also got, I got a homie named Blake Chris, Who's uh, you'll hear a lot about him coming up because we got a few projects um, that we're working on, and then Jo Waits is a, what I what I say about Blake. Yeah, Blake Chris is a producer and he's a rapper, and then Jo Waits is a producer. So those are two my two main guys I've been working with a lot recently because um, we just we have similar tastes in music, and you know if you got a similar taste in music with somebody, then it's it's kind of easy to create with them because you know they hear certain things that you hear, and you're just you know it's just it's just like hooping with somebody that y'all kind of see the game similar. You know what I mean? So um so I'd say right now those are kind of my my go-to, if you will. But I mean honestly, I'm I'm also I'm also working on my next solo. Um, I'm probably I'm like 80% done with my next one. And it's all new producers. So like people would just hit me up on Twitter or whatever or just and just email me beats. And when I'm just going through and looking at them, I don't, I don't know who it is. You know, I mean, I could read it, but like sometimes I don't, I don't know who these people are because I ain't checked my email in a week. And I just go listen to the beat. If the beat fire, bro, I'm rapping on it. And if I like it enough after I rap on it, I'm putting it out. So like, it's not really like I, a lot of because a lot of times, like I said, I, I'm I recording my crib. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of I wouldn't call myself an introvert, but I do like recording alone sometimes because I can just like practice a whole bunch of random ideas so that's how a lot of my songs come out just me and my mic you know what i mean so on a random person's beat and yeah so 
if you got heat, man, like I'm a rapper on it. I ain't really got, I wouldn't call it, say I got a go to. I got people that I like using a lot. So, yeah, but, and man, if, if it's hard, if it's hard, I'm a rap on it. So, uh, as you said, you record at home and, you know, we talk off off pod or whatever about certain things about your recording habits. And uh, you said one thing that was really interesting to me, that, uh, how you record and uh, speaking to, you know, how, how you smooth. Oh, sitting and, down? Yeah. Yeah. Ex- explain <laughs> to me, like, like the process of you being able to just sit down and record. Because I've, I've literally really? never heard of that before. But what I've been peeping lately is since a lot of people been uh, like I've seen a lot of footage of just like industry people recording sitting down like they'll literally bring the mic outside the the, the booth and will be like at the big old mixing board but like right next to it I've seen videos of Travis do that I've seen videos of Future doing that so I don't know if it's a, if it's a wave or what you know it's easier for me because I'm not yelling I don't I'm not like high energy on a lot of my tracks. And then also, since I'm recording myself, you know, I, I need to easily be able to, like, go back to my computer. So I'm literally like, I mean, they can't see me right now, but, like, I literally be sitting down, had a mic in front of me, and then just slight turn, get to the computer, fix, 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 go back, you know. And then I think it's also, it's not, I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm, I mean, I have been doing this for a minute. Like, I've been rapping now for 10, 10 years, and I've been recording myself for, like, the last three, four, so I kind of, like, it's it's a it's something you gotta grow to learn how to make sure you do it right because if you first hop out and even when I was first trying to record myself like you gotta understand how to like you know make sure you're delivering it right so like sitting down can like really kill a lot of people's energy and they're make it sound really monotone it just it won't hit you know it won't hit right like he like, you can tell he was lazy with it but like you know I've, I kind of know my my voice enough to where like. Even if I'm sitting down and if it's a like it's a beat that like really slaps and needs me to bring high energy, I can tap right into that sitting down. You wouldn't even notice. You know what I mean? But it's just because I've been doing it for for some time. So now I know how to like tap into that. But it's just more comfortable for me to sit down. I like to I like to be cozy. I recorded my last song like with a blanket over my legs, bro. Like I was mad chilling with some wine. No. That is an ideal uh, recording session because the ones that I've been yeah. to, they're usually like really sweaty and people are just like tired looking and yeah. <laughs> they're just out of it. No, that's not me, man. Okay. I, I need to be comfortable. That's be what's up. That's what's up. Um, so, you know, obviously we, we spoke about your sound and how it's, it's kind of, you can't really box it in. And, you know, we spoke about you being from Dallas and folks, I just want to reiterate uh, coach Tev, he doesn't really, I know for the ones that are familiar with the Dallas hip hop, uh, we definitely have a certain bounce and all kind of a grit too, but, and kind of the flow always, not always sounds the same, but there's like maybe two or three cadences that I associate with Dallas uh, rap. Um, But with that said, have you ever ran into any issues with you, your origin, where you're from and like uh, getting your music out? Has anyone ever gave you, uh, grievances or just have you ever had a problem like trying to to market your stuff in the internet age because of the fact that i'm from yes Paris, exactly or? yeah but before they even hear your music they but when you say i'm from such and such has that ever been a thing right if they have they ain't tell me and i think that i think that's more of a thing that might have happened three four five years ago and before that now in 2020 um I think people are looking for Dallas artists. Like I think we're that we're that untapped uh, market because uh, there's been a lot of signings here lately. Like Def Jam's been picking 
people up like like OD in the last like two, three years. So like there's definitely a lot of like eyes looking towards Dallas. So like that whole idea of like Dallas having, you know, being the shadow of the jig, the jig sound, the jig movement. That's I mean, that's 10 years ago. That was when we were in high school, you know, so like it's a whole different ball game now. So, yeah, I don't think like I said, I've, I haven't had nobody come to me be like, oh, you're from Dallas and automatically like tune me out, whether it's via email or whatever. Now, if they just seen it in the in the subject line, it's like Dallas artists, and then tune me out, never responded, then I guess I'll never know. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, like I said, I think that's a thing of the past now. Um, I think it's all about the music and how it sounds because um, now more than ever, I think uh, borders and barriers are being broken down as far as where you're from. Like people be sounding, you wouldn't, you sometimes you just don't know where people are, are from until they tell you because everybody's influenced by by everybody because of the internet you know like it used to be back in the day where like you would only hear southern music because you live in the south but now with playlists like people don't even we're not really looking towards the radio to put us on now we've got the internet we've got twitter retweeting shit from somebody that's in canada you and this shit's hard fuck it or somebody you know a playlist people rely on their playlists a lot to kind of like dictate their you know who they're finding find next so yeah, bro. I think it's a I think it's a thing of the past now. Yeah, I I really don't think there's any room for uh well ignorance in general, but definitely like musical ignorance because like you said, there's so many ways of the platforms of listening. Uh I just remember once upon a time that it's just like, Oh, you're from Dallas. Oh, what do you know about oh, rap? Yeah. What do you know about hip hop? You're from Dallas and blah blah blah. And I'm like, Well, you know, DJ Premier is from Houston. So I mean that, yeah. that's kind of ignorant for you to think like that. But that's great to hear, man, because um, you know, I, I just would hate for, you know, someone like you that's, that is different and, and just trying to and go to be to his own drum and then to be told just because you're from somewhere that, no, we're not feeling that. But, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that. It seems like, uh, the industry is off of that. And I guess we yeah. can, I mean, let him, and that, I'm not, I'm not ignorant to the fact that like, you can still not like my music. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, just don't, don't be like, oh, he from Dallas. I'm not even going to give it the chance. It's right. like. A, I don't sound like, not that I, I'm trying not to, but like, I don't sound like whatever Dallas is, that's not what I sound like. So like, yeah, you're going to have to come just listen to it yourself and, and make your own, you know, judgment. I'm not, I'm not trying to make music for everybody either in the same breath. So like, I'm okay with it. some people don't like it because not everybody likes Ghostface. Not everybody likes Currency. That's fine. You find your niche. And you find your demographic and then you just you you dig deep and you give them that, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to make music for grandmas and, and 14 year old girls on TikTok. Right. Like, I'm good. Right. As long as you have your core, you're good. Cause I mean, there's people like I mean, we'll say like Tech Nine, his core is like a Tech Nine. Like That's a, exactly I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, his 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 core is like a country, you know, even though he's an indie rapper. And I mean, that kind of even sounds disrespectful because he has his own, you know his own label and everything, his own movement. Yeah. But that guy has a, to me, he has a niche sound, but that niche sound is that it reaches like a vast community of people, you know, and that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And once again, you got Apple music, you got Spotify, you got title, you got all, you got, it's just, it's just so there's no excuse for not being able to put your music out and being at least if you have a little bit of push, you know, put it on maybe a bigger publication, but even then, I know we were having a conversation off air and you were like, 
I used to go to certain sites to like get my break and, and stuff like that. And Oh yeah. Blogs. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of dead now. And blogs would tell you like DJ booth. They'll tell you like, we're not the, the gatekeepers anymore as it was in like, you know, mixtape era, you know, when you got Dom Kennedy currency and Wiz and Mac Miller coming out like blogs, two dope boys would, would break you damn near. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, not so much because people are looking to playlists to get their new music or just to their their following or to the influencer marketing and, you know, stuff like that. So um, what I kind of learned for myself, I had to because I came I started kind of like invested in myself when I made my name change to Coach Tab in 2015. That's kind of right when like the blog era started dying out. And then so I was trying to like still pitch the blogs. But it would, you know, I'd even got on Hip Hop DX a few times and DJ Booth a few times. But um, then I started to realize come, come like 2016, 2017, I was like, OK, well, just getting posted by them is not enough because you need to still if you have like your own um, like following and your own supporters, then they'll blast whatever you do. So now, like if I get posted by like Observer um, which Observer just did an article on me probably like a month ago. Now the fact that I got so many people that like really rock with me because of like putting out consistent material for a few years, now they're going to take that and and spread it themselves as opposed to just relying on the source, the 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 magazine to do the spreading for you. It's kind of like kind of having value in yourself. You know, you have to be able to you know be able to have that leverage on on your own without relying so much on like hoping like their your audience is going to put me on you know yeah nowadays i think i look at artists as more than just artists i think they have to be their own marketing and their own publicist and yeah it's crazy it's more than just yeah, making music it it's more i mean because yeah. like back in the day i used to frequent uh rap radar right that was like my favorite place to find new music and, and see new talent and i mean yeah they would they would they would literally just have the song but they wouldn't like market you they wouldn't say hey this is such and such from here they would just say Right. Rapper name, post a here's a song. Yeah. Which is cool because obviously, you know, Elliot Wilson's huge and he gets a lot of hits, but that really doesn't tell you the the, the listeners who you are. Or, doesn't make nobody want to click on no. it. Because between that, you got 10 other people that they just did the same thing for. So it's like, yeah, like, I mean, you're not, I'm just, I like to look at a lot of things because I'm still a consumer of music. So I like to look at a lot of things about what would it do for me? Like, like what would I, what would catch my attention? And if I'm just scrolling and it's somebody I don't know, and just because Double XL tweets about like, hey, such and such dropped a song, go check it out. Like, bro, people are showing, trying to put post songs every every hour, every second. Like, what's gonna make me click on this other than just saying, yo, go check this song out? Nothing. Like, you didn't give me no story of him. You didn't give me no, like, I didn't see no clips of his music. Like, I'm scrolling right past that, you know? Double XL or not? Yeah, I mean, and the one thing, I, this is my personal thing. If I'm seeing any Lil or Young, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably just going to be like, you know what? <laughs> Unless someone tells me that thing is fire, I'm probably just going to skip over it. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I, you were talking about you had some some artists that you were uh, looking forward or not looking forward to, but that you were going to work with soon. In terms of the actual album, is there anything in play, like a solo album? Yeah, thing? so I'll go ahead and say it. Cause I, okay, so I got an EP with Blake Chris and uh, J-O-8s. Um, 
you said this is coming out Friday, so I'm not going to say the date yet, but it's coming out in a few weeks. We got an EP that's coming out, and the EP is like it's the Lucy songs of an album that we have. The album's done, and this is kind of just like a precursor, you know, um, just to kind of feed the streets a little bit. And then the album's coming probably early next year. But then, so I got those two projects, and I also have my own solo one. Um, I probably have no features, so that's coming. Hopefully, I can finish that by the end of the year because I really want to put it out in 2020. Um, and I also have another. Yeah, I got two other, you know, collab projects with. Because uh, when I really like, you know, somebody's sound, then we lock in, and then it don't take nothing to knock out three, four songs over the course of a few weeks. And then we're in the we're in the age now too, where you don't have to give people. 18 song albums, you know? Yeah. Give them, give them a five piece. Really just dope. so they can ride around to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Give them five piece so they can ride to work and ride back to it. And then the replay value, you know, if it's really if it's really some shit they like, they're going to keep running it back. It's shorter. You know, people's attention span is like this, especially if you're like up and coming artists. You're not like, a, you're up and coming and you're trying to put out 18 song projects, bro. Nobody's Except like the people that really, really, really love you, like your mom or some shit. Like it's gonna listen to all eighteen songs, bro. I don't even want to hear eighteen songs for Drake, honestly. Like I just don't. I don't got the I mean, I guess I got time, but like I just don't I don't even want to sit there for an hour and a half and listen to uh, the same person rap anymore. It's just not it's not what I want to do with my time anymore. And that's just how that's just how the world's moving. Like a lot of people don't want to do that. But at the same breath, you still notice that like high profile artists are still doing that. Yeah. And that's a whole different reason. Their reason is more so for streaming numbers. Yes. That's a whole you nother hit it con- right on that. conversation. Cause Chris Brown yeah. puts out like 40 track albums. Yo, his shit was like 48. Yeah. That was ridiculous. And, and I, when I but saw yeah, like that, when, I was, I was overwhelmed. I was like, dude, I'm probably going to listen to five and I'm going to call it. A, call it yeah. A day. Yeah. Like, cause if you're like, if you're, I'm speaking from like an independent, you know, mm-hmm. artist. Now, if I'm, if I'm a label guy, then like, the label's gonna tell you like, "Hey, we need as many, we, we're not gonna say as many, but we're gonna need fifteen to twenty songs." And their reasoning is because they want to make sure it's a it's a streaming game. You know what I mean? So they're trying to get as many streams as possible, and more songs equals obviously more streams. But if we're talking about retaining your fans and trying to like get people to like, I don't like saying fans, retaining your supporters and trying to get people just to know your name. Yeah, man, EPs is the way to go. Hit them, get them with a nice eight eight songs. If you want to do some long, ten at max. If you do anything more than ten, and you ain't breaking a hundred k streams, you should, you're doing too many songs. Give them less and less. Give them less, but make it quality. I'm with that. I can, I can go on a whole. Yeah, no, I'm with that. No, I can. I I know. I, I see it. You you see it a lot with the EPs and like, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I do, Cause I do like the EPs cause it kind of, it kind of warms you up for whatever mm-hmm. it is to come. But my thing is if you just give me, say you just give me an EP and I'll hear from you for like two years. I'm like, man, that's why I was going back door. That's that way. crazy. So, so don't do that. Give them the EP. But then I think the way to go is like, if you, you're able to um, put out more music that people will listen to. Like if you give them an 18, if you're a new artist and you give them 18 songs, they might listen to a few of them, and then but then next next week Big Sean dropped, and then after that Kendrick dropped, and then after that uh, another artist they listened to dropped, and they forgot all about you. You worked hard on them eighteen songs when you could just split that into like 
two or three projects over the course of like half a year. And they're going to they gonna get chances to, because now they heard that one. And if they forget about the five songs, then now you hit them with another one two months later. Like you the, the name of the game is consistency and staying in people's, uh, just staying on the radar. You know, not everybody is uh, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, or Frank Ocean. You can't go hide for three years like and, and expect people to still be waiting on you. You just, you just no, you can't. Yeah, because they're going to forget about you, unfortunately. You know, this ain't back in the yeah. day where Nas would, would come out with an album and, It'd be like three years has passed and he still ain't come out with another one, but you, he's still torn and doing this thing, you know, that's, that's a different era and people get forgotten. Yeah. Just, I mean, in a, so much stuff happens on, on social media that, I mean, in two weeks, I already yeah. forgot about someone that was meme to death, you know? Yeah. But, uh, being that this is a uh, culture surfing and, you know, most of our content is NBA and, of course, once again, I know we used to hoop together, so I know you. I know you know your basketball, Mister uh, Seven Seconds or Less, uh, Phoenix Suns fan over there. Who? Yeah, come on. Yeah, man. hey, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Dan Tony going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, hey, hey, that's my I guy. I told my pops yesterday. I told my pops yesterday that Dan Tony walked, so all these teams right now can run. I'm with you on like that. He, what he was doing in 07 set the tone for like how NBA is is yeah. played. Damn, him and Steve Nash were. If, yeah, I don't want to run and gun there. You can argue that there might not be a Steph Curry if there's no Steve Nash and D'Antoni because you could. Yeah, you could. Because I mean, I'll, I'll be the first mm, one. I'll down that hill. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I mean, look at look at. I mean, obviously, Curry put look up a lot Rockets, more threes. Bro. Well, I mean, that's D'Antoni too. Yeah. But the Rockets shoot like fifty threes a game, yeah. bro. But the crazy thing is, they're slower. I mean, technically, they're so when you adjust it to eras, they are technically faster than the, those Phoenix Suns because everything is faster now. But at the same time, their brand of basketball is not known to be fast breaky. It's like, you know, yeah. it's methodical. It's really seven seconds. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Offensive. Hey, put the shot up. No. Six, seven seconds went by. Put it up. Hey, Dan Tony to the Bucks. All right, that, that's, what, that's what I hope happens. Because, you know. That's what you think? I hope, nah, I hope so. Because I know Coach Bud ain't nah, going to be. Get, Coach Bud gone. Get Giannis out the Bucks. Get Giannis out the Bucks. They're not going to trade him. That'd be crazy, you know. You'd be crazy to trade yeah, Giannis because so. that would look so bad. No one will ever want to go there. Be like, you just traded one of the best players in the league. You're crazy. Depends on who they get for it. But yeah, I, but I mean, sometimes you might not have that option. Sometimes the player want to leave, and like, what you gonna do? I'm, I'm out. I'm not re-signing. I don't know what his contract is, but whatever is up, he might not want to stay. So he's a and free agent in 2021, and he's eligible for a supermax uh, extension. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's really just about what he wanted to do, right? But uh, keep it on with the NBA theme. Who was your NBA comparison for your music? NBA comparison. Think, think T-Mac. You know, I think the, just because the, you know, he's he, he also has like the real, you know, silky game, real nonchalant, but like he a killer too at heart. Like he a killer and he was a leader on the, on the uh, Rockets. So I consider myself a, a leader, but I'm not like the, I'm not the uh, Draymond Green type of, I'm not going to yell up in your face, but I'm a lead a lot by example. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to consider myself real smooth with it too. So yeah. Shout out team. So you're going to hit him with eight points in 45 seconds. Like you did the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. yeah on the Spurs. Woo! No, it was 12 points. Yeah, There we go. It was 13. Yeah. Um, hold on. It was a lot. Was- in the. <laughs> Cause it was, I want to say it was four threes, and yeah. one of the threes was an and one. So yeah, 
think it was 13 points in yeah. like 28 seconds. Yeah, that was. I used to have that video on my MySpace, <laughs> my MySpace page. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one of the most legendary moments of any basketball player. Because I mean, it just it really doesn't make sense mathematically for you to be able to do that in such a short amount of time. You know, imagine being the fans walking out like you left at a minute because they were down ten. You're like, oh, okay, I'm out. And then you get home and you're like, what the f- wait, huh? Yeah, huh? Rockets won. <laughs> you pissed like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's T Mac in a nutshell, though, man. He when in his prime, I mean. The, the the game I remember the most is uh, I think it was 05. It was Dirk and him, and they were dueling it out. And Dirk hit his career high like 53, and he won in overtime. But Kobe, uh, not Kobe, but T Mac was uh, up there too. I, I think they combined mm-hmm. for like 100 points or like something close to that, you know. And they were du- wow. dueling it out in 05, you know. So th- that's kind of how I remember T Mac. You know, unfortunately, yeah. injuries kind of hurt his career, but. That's a different yeah. story. So, uh, you know, Tev, I know you. I know your values and your morals. Um, but in terms of, like, for the people that don't know you, like, what are your ideal rap ac- accomplishments? You know, like, your, like, what if you get this accolade or, like, what do you expect to get out of this hip-hop thing? Honestly, I just want to be res- – if we were just talking about strictly just rap, because I'm going to answer the second part of that in a minute. If you're just strictly talking rap, I'm not really fishing for a Grammy. Um, I used to want to be on Freshman XL cover, not so much anymore. So that's not even there. Um, honestly, bro, I just I want to be. I want the the artists I look up to to res- to respect my pen and respect my my artistry. In the same way, like when I was first coming on the Dallas scene in 2014, and I was looking up to a lot of these cats out here in, in Dallas. Now, bro, like. And it's not even no like um, toot my own horn, but like a lot of these cats know me, and if they don't know me, then you will in the next year. Like, and if you're in if you're in Dallas, like, because I didn't we, I didn't work with a lot of people, and I performed at a lot of places, and I've just been in those conversations now. So I need that to happen nationally for like artists that I, you know, it's kind of it's the same way. Like, you know, Hoopers want to be respected by. You know, when they got in the lead, they want LeBron to, to respect them. You know, I want that same thing. So it's not more so it's not really like a award type of thing that I want, because the, a lot of these awards are. I mean, I'm just keeping it about a lot of them aren't as um, what's the word respected as they right. once were. Yeah. You know, like once yeah. once Kendrick got snubbed by Mac Macklemore for a Grammy. I'll never forget. I was that. like, yo, get I was like, get the Grammys the fuck I'll out. I'll never here. forget that. You know? And, you know, Macklemore was. That was a big record, but it wasn't as monumental and influential as that Kendrick no record. Okay, what the fuck? No. Nobody's playing it. Was a, it was a trendy thing, man. Don't get me wrong. It was a good record. Like, the heist was a good record. I remember listening to it. Yeah. But what Kendrick's album did at that time, still to this day. So, like, it was just, it was, it was real slap in the face. So, um, yeah, awards-wise, there's there's nothing I can think of off top. There's just, um, I used to want to go on Funk Flex and do a freestyle. Not so much anymore either. You know, it'd be it'd be cool to do it. Sway, I'd, I'd still want to do a sway. Yeah, no, Sway That's seems cool. just like a cool dude uh, to talk to. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to say nothing bad about Flex, but I know his. It's more of like a brand thing with him, but with Sway, it seems like he's just a regular dude that just loves hip hop. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I can see yeah, that. So, um, 
yeah other than that i think i think the rest of my my goals is kind of outside of rap but using rap as like the pedestal so like being able to um influence like the generation after me or or people my age or older whatever just to um you know i want to set the blueprint i want to you know the closest person right now he's not rapping anymore but like what joe button is doing in a podcast game i want to do that for for rap and for whatever endeavors i go into like i want to be able to if I have to take the punches, you know, so I can get in the building and then open it up for people behind me and show them like, yo, this is how it is. This is the blueprint. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. And I want to be that person. Um, and then also be able to, you know, because as I get older, then I would like to think I get wiser. So I like to make sure I'm still sprinkling things in my in my music and just and just my content in general um, to be able to, uh, you know, influence people who are looking up to me in whatever way. And then be able to flip this into, you know, because we didn't, we haven't really got into it yet in, on, on this uh, conversation. But, you know, I'm also big into film. Like I went to school for film. So, like, you know, I would love to, to flip whatever I can get off of rap into the film world and, and start getting more in, involved in that. And, um, and yeah, man, and make an impact in different ways and bring it back to Urban, man. I'm, I want to. Irvin, Irvin was like top four, top five boring cities. Like I checked on, it was, it was on Fox when I seen it. And then I Googled it. Just, I was like, hold on, for real? I Googled it and it was really, it was number four, top five boring cities in U.S. And I, and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, we really don't have, we don't have no nightlife. We don't really have like things for creatives to, to get into. And then once they took the, um, Texas Stadium and move that to Arlington, and we really ain't have shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I definitely would like to, you know, bring something back to to my hometown. So, like, um, yeah, I've been I've been repping Urban a little bit more lately as I've gotten older and just realized, like, um, you know, I'm I'm a product of it. I used to just like when I first came into Dallas and telling everybody I'm from Dallas, whatever, whatever. But like, nah, bro, I'm I'm from Irving, Texas, bro. I grew up off of Shady Grove, and you're like, I'm I'm from Irving, Texas, so I want to. Right. You know, put on for the city. Yeah, it's like uh it's like the rapper that that uh is ashamed of it and instead they'll say they were from this hood that they lived in with yeah. their grandma for like a summer. You know what I mean? Instead right. of just saying they're right. from Irving because right. they've been in Irving their whole life. But once upon a time, you know, maybe it's because they called it the crooked eye. And I mean that is kind of I don't never <laughs> call it that because if you're an adult, you should not call it yeah. the crooked eye. But like people, you know, laughed at it. And I think that's why a lot of people were ashamed. But hey, just to let everyone know, Las Colinas now has some bars and restaurants. Obviously, it's still not. Oh, yeah. Las Colinas. Yeah. yeah. North Urban is popping. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so let's not, don't, we don't got farms and stuff out here. All right. For the ones that haven't been yeah. here, there's stuff and to that's do. Why, <laughs> yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's why I'm glad what, um, what Griselda is doing because that's how they felt coming up. Like they felt like Buffalo was always. You know, never given that, given that like look. They were always kind of like little bros when they come to other New York areas. Because Buffalo is how far from this New York City? Uh, isn't know, it like it's like maybe? upstate, ain't it? So it's it's pretty far yeah. up north from there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they were always kind of little bro and never got that look. But now Griselda's, since they made sure to like, nah, we gonna we're not gonna say we're from New York. We're gonna say we're from Buffalo, which mm-hmm. is where we're from. So now they putting on. Now they opening up the doors for. For the next wave of, of Buffalo artists, you know, or like because so, uh, Urban has a lot of. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say like Freddie Gibbs with the Gary Indiana. Yeah, I mean, who's repping well, Indiana? Gary. Ain't Michael? Ain't Michael from Gary? Jordan Jackson? 
Oh, Jackson. No, yeah, yeah. No, I was about Jack- to say, yeah, Jordan's born in New York. No, I think no, ja- yeah, I think yeah. I think Jackson was born over there. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not hundred percent sure. But yeah, I mean it's I love seeing that. It's like don't be ashamed of where you're from and make it a thing. If you're that good, you will make it a thing, you know? Yeah, and then make I think it's better too to um to create your own create the wave as opposed to being a part of one. You know, right. that's why like when Outcast came out and you know, people weren't giving the South that look, like, nah, we're not gonna say we're not gonna try to sound like y'all in the West Coast, which 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 is pop the sound that's popping right now. We're not gonna try to sound like some Nas in New York. No, we gonna we're from the country. We're from, you know, we country boys. We gonna we talk with that twang. We gonna and we because when we do that, then the people who are like us are gonna fuck with that. And then everybody else who's 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 watching gonna fuck with it too because like y'all are being authentic in y'all selves and. What's never going to go out of style is being unique and being your own sound. Like people might not like it, but when they do like it, it's a breath of fresh air. It's like, bro, you don't sound like none of these cats. You got your own wave, and then you know they can't never take that from Outkast because they they are they created the the wave for rap in and and Atlanta. You can't take that away from them as opposed to like moving somewhere else and then just becoming a part of like what West Coast was doing. You know. Yeah, that's well said, uh, Tev. And uh, I just want to say before we get out of here, I want to give you a chance to uh, shout out the many platforms that you got your work on. And and as you mentioned, you don't just do music. I want you to tell the listeners what else it is that you do and that you excel in, because I know what it is. And I, I'm excited to mm-hmm. to have you tell the to the listeners. So uh, go ahead and uh, plug whatever yeah. you need to plug. Yeah, well, as far as uh, so I'm Coach Tev again, and as far as where you can get my music, I mean, whatever you listen to. Like I said, preferably title, black owned, you know, but you know, if you if you on Deezer, if you're on Google Play, whatever, SoundCloud, I'm on it all. Apple Music, Spotify. So um yeah, Coach Tev, CoachTev.com. Um got some merch coming out very, very soon for, for Cody. Some of my favorite merch we've ever designed. Um yeah, and as far as outside of rap, yeah, I'm also a, I own my own video production company called Nicely Done. So yeah, if if y'all need some 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 nicely done visual work. Come holla at your boy. We on Instagram, nicelydonevisuals.com. So yeah, man, let us let us get you right. Yeah, and I can I can speak to it and say that all the footage looks crispy, very professional. I mean, typically I'll see people try to shoot a video and it looks okay, but this looks like you spent some good time and you're educated on it and, and good money. It looks like you spent on the equipment. So yeah, I just want to say that. But uh, yeah, man, I, I really loved having you on here. I mean, like I said, we're cool. We could kick it outside of here, but you know, having you on here, having more people know you, because I mean, I know locally for sure that a lot of people know you. But uh, any chance I get uh, that I can get to help out an artist in any way possible, especially artists that are doing good things and are good people like you, you know, I just want to give a shout out to you actually doing things like, uh, like you said, you you know, officiate, you know. You got your hands in other things. It's not just music, so you know you're a well tapped individual. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for uh, thanks for being on. And this is the uh, culture surfing. Please uh, go anywhere, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple. Just give us a, a rating. Hey, man, if you don't like something, let me know. If you do like something, let me know about it. I mean, I'm all about constructive criticism and uh, and just subscribe as well because uh, we do appreciate any uh, feedback. Y'all have a nice day and uh, we'll see y'all again soon.